0: Welcome to The Harry Podcast, where ancient wisdom meets everyday life. I'm Tom, and I'm here to guide you on this journey. Today's episode is called Music, the Harmony of the Heart. Music is much more than entertainment and culture. It's a gateway to higher states of consciousness. We are not here to delve into mysticism or complicated concepts. We are here to keep it real, natural and relatable. So whether you're on your morning commute, sipping tea at home or just out for a walk, this conversation is for you. Hello my friends, thanks for joining me for this new episode of the Heru Podcast. Today's episode is number five and it's called the harmony of the heart. So as usual, it will be about consciousness and today we'll discuss how music interacts with consciousness. So it's a personal take on music. I also want to address the point of view of, you know, most people who think that music is just a form of art meant for entertainment, with no connection with consciousness or spirituality, because it's a totally valid point of view that I understand. And uh, that will also help me explain why I believe it's much more than that. First of all, I want to, to start with my personal experience with music. My first conscious interaction with music was probably around age five, four or five. Probably earlier, since my father would always uh, put some music in the living room. He was a big fan of you know, the 70s and 80s sounds, so any genre, pop, reggae, funk, soul, uh, rock, um, all sorts of musics from this period between the 70s and I would say the 90s. So from a very young age, I was exposed to this kind of music. And I started really becoming conscious of music around four or five years old. And I would beat the tempo with some wood stick on the sofa and uh, dance to the music and really enjoy it, really feel something deep in me. went a good, track was playing, actually. So I I started already at this young age becoming picky about music. I would ask my father, um, request him to play some specific tracks, Um, and I would skip some music already because I didn't really feel them. And some of them I could listen to them over and over again, like 10, 12, 15 times in a row, just dancing to it and visualizing scenes in my head, seeing myself doing something that would come to life in my imagination thanks to music. So it was a whole universe developing in my head induced by music. So I realized it was powerful and much more than just sound from a very young age. And I never stopped engaging with music and very soon I would, at Christmas, get a tiny keyboard to play notes, like, you know, very toy uh, keyboard. And I would experiment with that. I would play by here and experiment with things. And it never stopped. Then fast forward to my uh, teenage, when I was around 14, 15, I started listening to music where the lyrics would take a bigger importance to me. So I would become more aware of the lyrics because before that, like most of the music I would listen to was American music, English speaking music. I would say English was definitely not something I would understand well enough to understand the lyrics. And I didn't really pay attention to the lyrics. It was all about the groove, right? And the emotion And that's why I call this episode the Harmony of the Heart. Because even if you don't understand the lyrics, you don't understand music theory. So you don't have the codes, right? You don't know how to to create a song yourself. No one never taught me how to dance or how to play in rhythm. I was never taught anything, but I would know or feel. The music and be able to interact with it naturally. And so that's a proof that it's not about your mind, it's all about your heart. And your heart is a center of energy as important, if not more important, than your brain. I don't know if you guys know, but we also have neurons in our heart and also in our stomach, but that's for another day, <laughs> we'll talk about that later on. but. But basically, music is the form of art that taught me how to use my heart instead of my brain. And that's an ability that we all have. And unfortunately, today, it's sometimes perceived as something woo-woo, to say, "Mm, use your heart, you know, follow your heart, this kind of saying that seems a bit, I don't know, abstract, not real, not something you can actually do, just a a nice way of being a bit spiritual maybe. But the truth is you can and you should use your heart in a balanced way with your brain. And so music is the perfect example of that. Whether when you listen to music, unless you're doing some sort of analysis as a musician, you want to understand how a track is built in terms of chord progression, or in terms of harmony, or, you know, if you are actively analyzing a track, a song, of course, you will use your mind. But unless you are in this kind of uh, activity, most of the time when we listen to music in the background to create a presence we are alone for instance or doing something else that would help us get in a certain mood or if we are actually actively listening to music, like you don't do anything else than focusing on music, most of the time you just turn off your brain and you tune in to your heart because you feel the music, you let it hit you and move you. And you'll start moving your head, your feet, dancing, grooving in sync with music. And some of us, when we are in a social setup, there is music around, it's a party, everyone is dancing. And we're like, okay, well, everyone is dancing, so I should dance too. So, okay, I'll move like this, not too much, because I don't want to be ridiculous. I don't want other people to make fun of me. So I'm thinking about setup about people, about what will they think about me dancing and what move should I make and actually you're not dancing. That's not dancing. That's overthinking. That's using your brain where it's not suited for what you intend to do. If you want to dance, your brain cannot help you. It can help you when you are at a dance school, let's say, or music school, and you are learning something that requires your attention, your comprehension, your understanding. So you use your brain to understand, memorize, and appropriate things so you can reproduce them yourself later, right? Later on. But once it's assimilated and you are actually dancing or listening to music or playing music, your brain is not of any use. It's actually an obstacle. It's something that prevents you from feeling the groove and being part, like becoming part of the music. So when you are alone, it's often easier for you to let go and start dancing freely, naturally, without overthinking things. Like, would you really Use your brain and think about what you look like when you dance alone in the dark in a room where no one can see you. No, just move. You don't care, right? That's exactly what you should do even in a social setup. People might make fun of you and it's okay. And then the more you do it, the more natural it will be and you'll improve, you get better, you get a better dancer, you get a a better guitarist or musician. You just need to confront yourself to those situations so that your brain doesn't start to take control of the situation. You should delegate control to music. Music is like an entity. When music is good, music can take control of your emotions, your body, and you have to accept it and to let go. And it's not your brain that controls you anymore. It's the groove. And you become the music. And that's where music is at its fullest. And when you're in this state, you can actually dance or play any instrument to the music. That's what music really is. But until you understand that the antenna, the receptor for music is actually your heart and not your brain, you won't be able to be good at music. I've been guilty of using my brain to play the guitar for years. And when you learn the instrument, it's okay, but you need phases where you use your brain to learn and phases where you disconnect your brain so that you can just feel the music and express what is inside you, and let it go through your body, through the instruments, and express it through music. If you think about what you're playing, you're not expressing your feelings, you're reciting music theory. Oh, I know this scale, I know these chords, let me play this chord, or this is this scale, so I'll play these notes, and yeah, okay, that's not music, okay? That's theory, that's thinking, that's being rational about something that is emotional. So it's okay, but you need to know that when you perform, you shouldn't think. You you should let music take control. This is also true with any form of art, right? When you are painting, even in photography, it's actually a vibrational language. It's universal. You don't need to understand the lyrics, to understand the theory. You can feel it with your heart, regardless of your nationality, your culture, your background. It doesn't matter. If music is good, if the groove is there, anyone will feel it and dance to it, right? If they are able to disconnect their brain, and it's not easy. It's not easy. We are in a society where we are heavily influenced by having a rational mindset and a rational behavior. So if you start dancing on the street because you are with your headset and you're listening to music, in France at least people will look at you weirdly. But here in North America, people don't care. Like I see a lot of people singing in the street and dancing in the street and it's cool and it's actually making me feel like, oh, I'd love to be in this state too. Like, Next time I'll take my headset and do the same. That's, again, the kingdom of the mind. And the mind is super important as well. But in certain areas, the mind shouldn't be the king. The king is the art, right? So that was just to develop this idea. But there is also the skeptic perspective. Like for some people, music is just sound. Some studies show that, yes, music has emotional effects based on psychology and cultural conditioning. It can affect the mood and health as well based on stress levels. But it's for some people overstated, like the impact of music on consciousness could be a form of personal belief, but not a scientific fact. And it is also true. It all depends on you. Like I love what Michael Jackson said. He said that to live is to be musical. Starting with the blood dancing in your veins, everything living has a rhythm. But if you don't wanna see it, it, if you don't wanna feel it, if you don't actually go through this experience of letting go and feeling the music with your heart, Well, it's possible to go through your life without feeling it and knowing that it's actually something true. You're like, no, I don't want to sit there, put on music and try to feel it with my heart. I don't even know how to do that. I don't even know that you can do that. And it doesn't sound right or true to me. So, you know, I, I don't have time for that. You can absolutely be happy and have a good life without being conscious of the power of music, that doesn't mean this is woo-woo or untrue. That just means you decide not to use it, not to be conscious of the extent of music's power. It's totally okay, but someone who's already experienced this deep feeling, like for me, for instance, and it happened specifically with Bob Marley's music, when I was a teenager and not because of the lyrics, because at the time I was unable to understand English well enough to get the meaning of Bob Marley's lyrics. The power of Marley also lies in his lyrics, of course. That's why he's a legend today for his lyrics and the meaning of his songs, not just for the music itself. But I was already a huge fan of Bob Marley even before understanding the lyrics, just for the music. Which shows that this has nothing to do with understanding. It's something different. I would listen to Bob Marley and some portion of his tracks would trigger chills along my spine, but not something I would imagine, something I would feel. I would just need to concentrate on the music not thinking about anything else, just feeling the music. And I would feel this kind of electricity along my spine and up to my head, down to my toes, in my whole body. Actually, right now, as I'm saying this, I'm feeling it. It's really related to consciousness. And when you focus on this feeling, you know there is something more. You know, it's true, it exists, even if I was skeptical, I couldn't deny that I feel something weird when I'm deeply connected with music. So I know there is something, it's really up to you, even if you have been skeptical your whole life, it's not too late. You can try and experience this, and I'm sure you will. And from this, you will want to understand where it's coming from and go deeper and deeper. And All of that, this episode and why I wanted to mention that is not really to talk about music itself, but consciousness and the nature of consciousness. We all believe that consciousness takes place in the brain. And music shows us, and art in general, I'm sure, but music is the one I know the most. Music shows us that consciousness is not in the brain consciousness is actually in the soul. And this is how I personally realized what was the soul. And that was actually something not religious or woo-woo, but that's what we are. We are a soul incarnated in the body, controlled by a mind. A mind alone cannot exist, a body alone cannot exist, and a soul alone probably can be, but not in the space-time realm that we know. The soul is eternal. We'll talk about that when we touch on the Tree of Life, the chemetic Tree of Life, which is also known as the Kabbalistic Tree of Life. I really want to do a lot of episodes on that because it's a huge topic. There is so many things to, to talk about. But with music, I wanted to introduce those notions of soul, body, and mind, which to me have nothing to do with religion. And I didn't realize what was the soul through religion, but through music. That's why I decided to do this episode. That's about it for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Let's close this episode with a quote from Snoop Dogg. Music is what feelings sound like. Thank you again for tuning in. See you again next week for a new episode. If you want to share your feedback and get in touch with me, you can do it uh, on X or Twitter. That's the best way to to reach out to me and, and to, to chat together. Thank you again for tuning in. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.